Have you ever listened to a podcast and thought about what other listeners are saying about that episode? Have you ever thought about giving feedback and interacting with the host of a favorite podcast? Podroom is a podcast player and chatroom platform for the podcast communities. Join millions of similar podcast listeners and interact with like minds on the Podroom app. It's a social networking platform with over 750,000 audio and video podcast content. It's available on the Play Store and App Store. Download Podroom now to enjoy this episode. Better is a moment that I spend with you than a million other days away. I'm running, I'm running, I'm running to the secret place. I welcome you to another episode of Women Prayer Group podcast. We thank God for life and every good thing he has done for us. This episode features one of our recorded Bible studies. We hold our meetings every other Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Please contact us to be a part of this group by sending us a message on the Podium app. When you contact us, we will provide a conference call number with which you can dial in into our meetings. I mean, it's been a great week here in my family, and I thank God for life and every blessedness. He's given us all the blessings, all the good things, uh, rain, sun, hot sun, because it's summer, and food, shelter, provisions, divine health. Amidst the virus going on, God has been faithful. And going back to why I was wowing at the beginning, it's because of something I just realized. You know, it's crazy. You might not know it, but God loves us so much. He loves us incredibly much. And I will read some things for us. But while we were singing the hymn, okay, so we had two different kind of hymns because when I was about to sing the hymn which we're supposed to sing, which was Rock of Ages, I just had this like feeling to sing thank you. A lot of songs I know are titled thank you, but I did not know the exact thank you to sing. So I just put YouTube thank you. And I know a lot of songs titled thank you. So... Um, let me tell you the songs I know that to thank you. <laughs> so one song I know that to thank you is Thank you for the way that you love us. How Great is the Love by Vertical Church Band and featuring uh, Esther Hardley. She was in a Broadway show. And another thank you I know is by the Katinas. Like the best thank you song. Thank you. And that is... Uh, 
Just a little while longer, I want to pray. I can't get you off my soul. Can you say thank you, Lord? Just for loving me, alright. Many times I do forget every need that you have met. Oh, thank you, Lord. I know you're showing me. You were there when I was down and out. You holding me. Your love is so amazing. Oh, it changed me. So here I am with all I have. I raise my hands to worship you. I want to say thank you. Oh, thank you for everything, for who you were. You covered me, you touched my heart. I want to say thank you. Good. So, one in please pardon my voice. So the other thank you song I know is um, thank you for the way that you love us. And it goes like this. Thank you for the way that you love us, how you love us. Thank you for the way you have made us. We were created for your pleasure, for your presence, for the glory of your name. Thank you for the way that you love us. So those are the two um, thank you songs I know. And I was thinking that, okay, when I go to YouTube and type thank you, any one of them will pop up first, and I'll just sing them, not knowing that God had a better plan. So I go to YouTube, I type thank you, and I see thank you, oh, my father, for giving us your son. And clicked. I mean, during the week, I read a portion of the scriptures that talked about this kind of thing. And I was reading the scripture, and I got this revelation and I shared it with my partner and then it got a deeper revelation right and it clicked with thank you oh my father for giving us your son and it's crazy because it also clicked with him right rock of ages so everything just click 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 let me explain the click to you so that you understand so by the way nobody is in this bible study except four people right so me God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, four of us are in this Bible study. Um, yeah, for you know, the Trinity and myself, right? So thank you, oh my Father. Let me sing it to you now. Thank you, oh my Father, for giving us your Son and leaving your Spirit to you. Your work on earth is done. So let me explain to you what I read during the week, and then it will click in your mind. So note the lyrics that says, Thank you, my Father, God. For giving us your son, right? And leaving your spirit till your work on earth is done. Good. We got that part. So note that. Put that in your left hand. Thank you, my father God, for giving us your son, Jesus, and leaving your Holy Spirit, right? During the week, I read Jeremiah 15.1. And guess what it says? It says that. Then said the Lord unto me, Jeremiah, talking. Though Moses and Samuel stood before me, 
yet my mind could not be towards these people. Cast them out of my sight and let them go forth. So, even if Moses was a righteous man, or Samuel, that I called when he was a child, those righteous men, even if they begged me or stood before me, says God, get out. I don't care. Just get out of my sight. That is how bad the Israelites' sins were. And that is how bad our sins are to God. So even if you bring a righteous man to beg on your behalf, bro, get out. That's what God's going to tell you. Then I said, I took this word. There's a similar scripture in Ezekiel um, 14, verse 14. So let me start reading from 12 to 14. Ezekiel 14, 12 to 14. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man. If a country sins against me by being unfaithful and I stretch out my hand against it to cut off its food supply and send famine upon it and kill its people and their animals. Even if these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it, they could only save themselves by their righteousness, declares the sovereign Lord. Right? So he says that, you know, this is the whole testament, right? They're still following the law. So that's why they say by their righteousness. But, you know, God actually used that as a shadow. That their righteousness is now the righteousness of Christ in the New Testament. So Old Testament, Ezekiel 14, 12 to 14 is trying to say that, bro, if you sin against God and some righteous people came to... um. Uh, if, if a country sins against God and some righteous people came to beg God, oh, I'm not going to stop the punishment. I would only save those righteous people, but the punishment still is going to remain on you. And then Jeremiah 15:1 is now saying that, see, Israel has sinned, right? If they, um, even if Moses and Samuel stood before me, first of all, for God to even call these people's names, that's like an honor, right? If God calls someone's name and say, ah, even if Ruth stood before me, you, I'll, I'll still do what I want to do to you. I'm like, whoa, Ruth, wow. <laughs> so I'm up there, right, in God's eyes. That would be cool. Anyway, God said, even if Moses, Samuel, and then in Ezekiel it says, in Ezekiel it says that even if, um, even if, in Ezekiel it says, even if Noah, Daniel, Job, who was Noah? Righteous man. Righteous man in the Bible only righteous man in the whole world, only his family was righteous. Daniel, righteous man in a strange land, even though he was taken to a strange land, he still honored God by being righteous. Job, the devil tried to test him to cause God and die, and he still stayed righteous. Those three men, God was proud of them, and uh, God is still proud of them, and he mentioned them that, well, even if this man come to beg me, or I'll, doesn't mean I won't destroy everybody, I will just save this man and destroy everybody. And so that was what God said. And Moses, a righteous man, he led the people of Israel. He listened to the word of God. Samuel, a righteous boy from childhood, who was righteous. So that's cool, cool people, right? So, um, so this is where it clicks, right? I take this word to my partner and he says, and I'm like, wow, God mentioned all these people. And then he said, 
there's one person that God cannot say no to. There's one person that God cannot say no to. That if this person came and stood before him, he is going to pardon us. And who is that person? Jesus. Jesus is that person. And guess what the song I asked you to keep the lyrics says? It says, thank you, oh God, for sending Jesus. Right. So God is like, okay, these righteous people cannot save the world from destruction. But somebody can. Right? Okay. The previous scriptures might make us feel that God is a wicked God. But God is not wicked. Why does he want to kill all these people? And he even said if righteous people came and begged him, he will not even um, answer them. He will still cast them out of their side. This God must be a wicked God. But remember, this is the same God that actually sent somebody to stand before him whom he would, whom he would listen to. So God sent Jesus to intercede for us. Because he knew that Moses, Samuel, Noah, Daniel, Job cannot intercede for us from being destroyed by him. And he sent somebody. Is that not love? Yes, it is. Is that not love? Yes, it is. He sent somebody to stand before him to intercede for us. Because he cannot be old sin. He has to destroy the sin. He has to destroy the sinful nature. He has to destroy the sinful soul. He has to, but he needed somebody to come and actually beg for us because he doesn't want to, but he has to because that's the, that's the nature. He hates sin, has to destroy sin. But then he now goes back and takes a part of himself. Call Jesus. To beg himself <laughs> so that he will be like, okay, who's begging now? Oh, that's Jesus. All right, no problem. I will forgive them. You see that? It is just pure love. And people will not understand this because they don't want to read their Bible. They don't want to listen. And that's why the Bible says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. So when you listen, that's why by grace of God, I will keep talking everything I know and saying everything I know about God to everybody. Maybe one day we all will know him together. So Hear this now. God is not wicked. It is his nature to punish sin. And as much as he sees sin, he's going to destroy sin. He destroyed the earth during Noah's time. He destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. And as much as God sees sin, he will destroy sin. doesn't want to destroy us. That is why he sent Jesus. Yeah. So um, I think somebody's on the line right now. Hi, Bukumi. How are you? So welcome. Let me just, I don't know when you joined, but I read two scriptures and everything stemmed from the hymn. We had two hymns today. And the first one was, there is a redeemer. And it says that, um, thank you, oh my father, for giving us your son and leaving your spirit till the work of, on earth is done. And during the week, I read Jeremiah 15, 1, that says that even though Moses and Samuel stood before me, yet my mind could not be towards these people. Cast them out of my sight and let them go forth. Get out. You know? So, and it's because the Israelites sinned. That is why um, God said, get out. Right? So he says, 
Israelites, I don't have anything to do with you. Sinners, if you sin, I hate sin. So I'm going to destroy them. I'm going to destroy you. Right? Now, everybody thinks that's a wicked God. Wow. Hate sin. Is it our fault? We are just flesh. Why are we, sometimes we are tempted. We fall into sin. A lot of excuses. Why will God be so wicked to just say, get out? And he even said that, even though Moses and Samuel stood before me, yet, I'm, and even if they begged me, I will not but destroy these people. Just get out of my sight. And Ezekiel 2, um, Ezekiel chapter 14, verse 12 to 14 says that the word of God came to Ezekiel, son of man, if a country sins against me by being unfaithful, and I stretch out my hand against it to cut off its food supply and send famine upon it and kill its people and its animals, even if these three men, Noah, Daniel, Job, were in that country, they will not save the country. They will only save themselves by their righteousness, declares the Lord. So everybody, like, ah, is God not so wicked? Why, why will you just destroy? Even if Noah wants to beg you or Daniel or Job, I will not even answer them. First of all, we are highlighted that, wow, forgot to mention these people's name after they've died. That means these people are like super, super, super people in God's sight. So, so like God is like commending them. Even if Noah, Daniel, Job, um, Moses, Samuel, to before God, he would still destroy the people that sinned. So um, when I took, I, I, I shared this message with my partner and he was like, there is one person that God will not say no to if he stood before God. And can we guess who that person is? Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ is the only person that if God wants to say, okay, well, I'm going to destroy the whole, whole world because they are sinners. They, I, don't, I don't like sinners. If Jesus Christ just comes in front of him, right? What this Moses and Samuel and Job and Noah could not do, Daniel could not do, even though they were mighty men in God's sight, what they could not do, <clears throat> Jesus was able to do for us. And if Jesus stands before God, he will not do, he will not destroy us. And so that's what we're talking about today. And guess what? People think God is wicked, but it was God that actually, because he doesn't want to destroy us, he sent Jesus. He sent the only person that would appease his mind. Imagine that. That means he loves us so much. That's why he sent the only person that, that would appease his mind. So the, the song says, thank you, oh my father, for giving us your son. And leaving your spirit till the work on earth is done. So he really, really wants to save us. But the, 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 the nature, his nature hates sin. So no matter what, he, he will destroy sin. He will, people, some people will still go to hell. Some people that do not accept him. That's the nature. It's not as if it's wicked. That's the nature. Sin, destroy. Sin is destruction. Wage of sin is death. But one person would hold his hands and, and can save some people. And that's just Jesus. Only Jesus. Jesus stays in front of God and says, no, don't kill him. That's the end. Like, so all we need to do is just to be begging Jesus and following Jesus and help praying to Jesus. God, I'm your child. Associate yourself with Jesus. Let him know you. You know? So thank you, my father, for giving us your son. And all this thing just came from the two hymns that we sang. The second hymn was Rock of Ages. That's the one that we sang. And then it said, so I have been, I know we all have been um, 
um, singing this hymn as Christians for some time now. But me today, I just discovered something instilled in the line of everything we've been, everything that we've been talking about so far. If you have anything to say or any contribution, just keep it. Let me explain this one, then we can discuss. So it says here that not the labor of my hands can fill all the thy laws demands. Could my zeal no respite know? Could my tears forever flow? All for sin could not atone. Thou must save and thou alone. So it means that my zeal would get tired someday. My tears will stop flowing someday. And you are the only one, Jesus, that can atone for sins. It um, pens up with what we've been saying. Jesus is the only one that can atone for all our sins. Our zeal, our righteousness cannot atone. No matter the tears we, we cry before God, just like the men, the righteous men could not help us. Even our tears cannot even save us from destruction that stems from sinning against God, except Jesus. So let's hear from you all now. If in, in the Bible says it makes all things beautiful in its time. Yeah. Time for everything. And when things happen, you see the beauty in it. Yeah. In as much as Jesus, the Trinity, they are one. Yeah. They have different um they have different, how will I put it? This this um the significance, importance yeah. of each body. Yeah. And one thing is that God God is a very principled God. And I was trying to imagine what does principle um means. Yeah. And so funny how it says a general basic truth on which other truths or theories can be based, yeah. um scientific culture, a rule like it's better good or yeah. bad, a rule of conduct based on belief of what is right and wrong. Like God is principle. That's why when people sin, you are punished. Yeah. When people do something, you are punished. So I wouldn't see that my in a way that oh God is is a wicked God. Yeah. So you do something that is wrong, you did that. There, there was a law, so you have to abide according to the law. So you know when the law says this is that. That's why these people have to do um go with um uh, what's it called. They always sacrifice just to make sure they are cleansed. And even mm. if they are doing all those things, they cannot even, um, they can't cleanse their sin. Mm. Then, in his God, in his infinite mercy, saw mm. that this thing is really not, you know, it, it wasn't perfect. You mm. know, principle cannot just maybe be the way. And the one thing I learned from that is that, I, if you notice in Noah's turn to God, um, there's a time God said, oh, he's not going to destroy the earth. Mm. and all that and it says that it's improvement mm. so i really look at um the old trinity and try to like learn like you can't if you see something is really not working mm. you need to like take a dip so like take a step mm. reevaluate, and see the best way to improve you know and so um, god god is a perfect god yes that's that's definite but so god now brought jesus christ and that's when if you notice in romans it says for what the law could not do, mm. you know, Jesus Christ came, you know. So that's the thing. It, grace came in, and grace, you know, it just made everything beautiful in its time. That's mm. why we can even boldly enter the throne of, you know, mercy, you know, to talk to God and all that. Then after that, Jesus Christ, after, you know, Jesus came as he was leaving, he left the Holy Spirit for mm. us. And what does yeah. the Holy Spirit do? He helps the comforter. That's mm. the specialty of the Holy Spirit. He walks in us to do of God's will and it's good you know pleasure yeah. so the thing is that if you notice something there is a, there's a you know pattern at the right time 
when you know people changed mm. now grace came into the picture mm. then after grace came into the picture then the comfort you know you know it's a only, it's only through the Holy Spirit. The Bible says we have the mind of Christ. Yeah. It's through the Holy Spirit that we'll be able to reveal, you know, be understand. We'll be able to understand what Christ is thinking. Yeah. You know, we'll be able to be like Christ and mm-hmm. all that. So it just shows how um, wonderful, you know. And that's when the Bible says greater works than Christ did, we will do. Mm-hmm. It's because of the power of the Holy Spirit. We can yes. see through God's lenses. Mm-hmm. So it's just like I was just like when you're talking, it just just came. Somebody it just just dropped. It in my mind and all that and I and it doesn't now mean that God oh God did this thing and all that no God knows the hand from the beginning that is why he did not want Adam and Eve to sin because yeah. at the end of the day this is what sin will lead them to there's a price that you will pay you know at the end of yeah. the but still God is faithful and so that's how it's just so beautiful if you want to sit down and analyze all these things you see that God is just awesome. And yeah, that's what I was just about. I don't know if yeah. you understand, but yeah. I just try not to, just to say what is in my mind to, you know, sometimes you just be just drop some energy and I just like sharing it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. That is awesome. And I like the fact that you said that um, at the point in time, right, Jesus was sent to us and God sent Jesus to us. And then he also left the Holy Spirit. That makes me understand that um, God wants us to understand his three personalities. He wants to understand how he works as God. He wants to understand the place and the reason for Jesus. And he also wants us to understand the Holy Spirit's place. And what I now realize is that, do I even really know all of what the Holy Spirit is supposed to do? Right? Because now I'm still getting to understand that, okay, Jesus' place is to intercede for us and stand for us. And that is the reason why um, he was sent, right? To, because he's the only one that can stand in front of God to save us. But what of the Holy Spirit? He, he must have a huge portion to play in my life, but I am yet to put a finger on it. Like, like I know that he has his spirit of truth to comfort my heart, but I want to see more of the Holy Spirit. So what you've said just makes me understand that, okay, yes, I know Jesus' part to play, and I can talk about it as this awesome job, like, if you're wearing for him, even Moses, Samuel cannot even stand, I would have been destroyed, right? If you're wearing for Jesus, I have seen his place in my life. Then the Holy Spirit's place, I want to be able to explain it totally, what the Holy Spirit is doing. For now, this is what I know the Holy Spirit is doing for us. He is the spirit of truth in our hearts that convince, convicts us of our sins every time we where we want to sin every time we fall into temptation. The Holy Spirit convicts us. It, it teaches us. It reminds us. It directs us. It gives us wisdom to succeed in this world. It gives us knowledge, understanding. The spirit of truth that lives in us that helps us to be like Christ, right? So you see that I I know like what he, he can do for me, right? So I want to also know without him, what would my life be like? Just like without Jesus, right? How would it be destroyed? So without the Holy Spirit, I want to like put a finger on what a Christian's life would be like if the person doesn't have the Holy Spirit. So so that I can actually value that Holy Spirit. That so that we can value the Holy Spirit and ask for him in our lives. You know, he gives his fruit, the fruit of the spirit. Without those nine fruits, right? You might be a Christian on paper, but 
that's where you hear things like, and he calls himself a Christian, and she calls herself a Christian, right? Without the, the Holy Spirit giving you his knife fruit and also his gifts, his gifts of teaching, of miracles, of healing. Without all this, God's work cannot be complete in our lives. Pray God will help us. So thank you for that revelation. And I also want to talk about something about uh, many people would have this question that God is all-knowing, right? Why didn't he know that Adam and Eve would sin? And why didn't he um, prevent them from sinning? Blah, 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 blah. Have you gotten those kind of questions? Yes, I have. It's so funny because one thing, that's why when God says, let's make money in our own image, yeah. there's one thing man has the choice, a choice to make. Yeah. And so, yeah, God can instruct, but the choice, that power to choose, you know, that's what he can, that's what he can only tell them, you know, um, don't do this. And are we going to say, oh, God, why did you give us this power, you know? Do you yeah. understand? Because yeah. in the, looking at eyesight, like the whole, not the part, is that, um, what is it called? Uh, thoughts just meant. Anyways, looking at the whole, it's just that God knows the, the importance, you know, Jesus Christ also had when he was on earth, you know, he also had that power, but why? He didn't misuse it. So you notice something when they say that um, in, in a class, you know, in Nigeria, too, when if you if you come back home, and you, you don't have, like, this kind of results. Yeah. Your, the teacher will say, your mom will say, there's these other people, do they have two heads? <laughs> the thing is that the, um, Adam and Eve, their explanation of you can, use, they are just, um, you can use the power God gives you to, you know, you can mishandle it. And why Jesus Christ shows it signifies, signifies the power of God. It can be, you can, you can do wonderful things. So yeah. we all have choice to make. That's yeah. why again, the Holy Spirit is just there to make sure that our choices aligns with the Word of God. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, you know, so many things you can contradict and all that. But to be honest, that power. That's why we're not being forced to do some certain things. That's why everybody say, ask mm. God for help, so that you will not make the wrong choice to make. So we have that choice, that power to choose. So it's not, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so. What you're saying now means that if I choose to be like Jesus, man, I will do awesome things and God will be proud of me. Absolutely. We have, we can choose. That's why, again, if you notice something, when Jesus Christ came, we can't force people to give their life to Christ, mm -hmm. you know. We cannot. So they have a choice to choose Christ or not. And so that's how we pray as believers for people. So the Holy Spirit will work in them. Do you understand? Yes. And so it's a choice to make, you know. That's why I say that, oh, the only way you can have eternal life is by choosing Christ, you yeah. know. So you can either choose Christ or choose the other one. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so we have a choice. And, um, yes, it's, it's, that's basically it. Yeah, thank you. Tameka, do you want to say something? Or do you have any question? Um, I'm just listening in, and it does make sense. Um, I think... I think I do have more understanding of the Holy Spirit and the fact that it's definitely needed. Just like a, it's like a third party in your um, relationship with God, like yourself and then the Holy Spirit and then God. And I definitely know that the Holy Spirit does kind of like reel you back in. <laughs> it's like that little voice that tells you, okay, well, don't do this. Or I think you should say this instead. Um, so I definitely think it's important yeah. to understand it a little more. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys, for everything that you said. We are at 10 o'clock, but I just wanted to say something about um, God for knowing everything. So he knows where we are all, all going to end up. 
And he sees the people that, because there's a part, and it's a whole new Bible study on its own, of the Bible that says that he already foreknew what is going to happen. He foreknew that Adam was going to sin against him. That is why he actually crucified Jesus before the foundation of the world. Like Jesus has already been slain, right, for our sins before the world started. Imagine that. So that is like a master planner that you cannot even imagine, right? He knew we were going to sin. He gave the instruction, don't sin, don't eat up the food. He knew you were going to sin. No problem. You already slayed Jesus from the foundation of the world. And we talked about it last two Bible studies that the reason why he did not physically slay Jesus the next day after the sin was because he wanted us to see the significance of sin, the significance of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. Because if he doesn't show us the opposite, we can't know the value of the actual thing, right? So if he doesn't show us that, guy, what your priests go to do every year, every year, all the animals that you kill, that is tantamount to what Jesus did on the cross. If, if Jesus had died the next day, we won't see the value in Jesus dying. Jesus dies. It wouldn't be worse than now. Because you tell people Jesus died for your sin, they still don't understand. Right? But the only reason that we understand, the few of us that understand, is because we have seen the consequence of sin through the Old Testament. Before Jesus died, every year you have to go and sacrifice, make a sacrifice. Every year, another animal must redeem you. But God, Jesus did it once and for all. And so we see the equivalent of it, like, oh. And it's not even matching, because in Hebrews it says that the priest that did your sacrifice last year might have died, right? So it's not even matching what God, Jesus, has done for us. Guess what? All the tools used for, all the tools, how you know that Jesus has been slain from the foundation of the world? All the tools used for sacrifices is a copy and shadow of what is in heaven. Just read Hebrews chapter 8 verse 5. It is a copy of the temple in heaven where God sacrificed Jesus. God described the measurements, everything, how it is in heaven. The sprinkling, the lamb, everything. The description of the temple in heaven matches the description that God gave Moses on how to prepare blood sacrifices, burnt incense, sacrifices for this, that, that. There were so many sacrifices. And God already did that, the representation of that in heaven already. And that's why he was able to give Moses the description of how everything should be. Because the exact copy of all those things in the temple in the Old Testament is actually in heaven. He already did it because he knew that, okay, I'm going to create human beings in my own image. They're going to sin against me. And this is how I'm going to redeem them. All because he wants some people to love. Imagine that. He wants someone to love. He wants to love us. Imagine. Amen. So do we have any other contribution before we pray and go? Okay. Thank you. I don't, but thank you. <laughs> okay. God will help us to understand him better in everything. Um, know him more. Appreciate his love. Appreciate the fact that he says, oh, I will destroy sinners. But yet he went back again 
He sent Jesus because he knows that, okay, Jesus will beg me and I will not destroy these people. Just And Jesus is part of himself again. So that's kind of like a very like mastermind kind of lover that follows the rules and yet pays for it, right? So I follow the rule. I must venge against, I must destroy sin, right? But you know what? I'm going to take your punishment, right? So he still follows the rules, but there's mercy. Mercy. Mercy takes the punishment for us. Mercy takes our place. So instead of us to be destroyed, Jesus was killed. God was killed in, in our stead. And so let's just thank God and appreciate him for the opportunity he has given us to be chosen. For the fact that we even understand all these things, many people are walking around the whole world, pursuing different kind of things. There are successful things, there are things that are very valuable in the sight of the world, but they are not valuable in the sight of God. So let's open our mouths and thank God for opportunity for us to even understand this mystery and come to him and be saved. Let's thank God for Jesus. Here